Hey everyone, and welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast. My name is Ann Campia. I am your main host for today. And for those of you joining me for the first time, this podcast is where we talk about project management principles and how you apply them to your everyday life. Uh, Today's topic is something that I think we can all relate to. It is how COVID has impacted our way of working. And joining me is Brian Summons. Hi, Ann. Thank you so much for having me. And Hello to all the Everyday PM listeners and subscribers. And Brian, give us a little bit of background on your professional experience for those who haven't met you yet. Okay. So I'm a senior project manager and currently I'm working in the field of information technology. And recently I just changed industries. I'm coming from sports and entertainment and I'm now working in healthcare. Oh, fantastic, which is, you know, and and very similar to me, I I went kind of in the reverse. I started in healthcare and I'm now in kind of launching of, um, you name it, products, retail spaces, et cetera. So, um, Brian, I'm super excited to have you and your wealth of knowledge and experience on the podcast. And you and I connected on this topic uh, very much so because I think collectively we both have experiences in terms of how we adjust our way of working in this current environment, which we're all talking about is the pandemic, right? Everybody, most folks are work from home. Um, There are essential workers that still go into the office. um, So I wanna be mindful of that. But for many of us working project managers, program managers, our day-to-day has quickly converted from having to drive into the office to just walking into the bedroom next door, which, you know, you've converted into your at-home office. So, Brian, I I think I want to start with how we both kind of wound up in the position that we're in where we're working from home. We both actually started um, onboarded with different companies uh, virtually. Uh, Everything was done remotely, and I think that's a very unique experience for folks to have. So, Brian, why don't you walk us through just kind of the beginning of this whole experience of working remotely for you? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, the remote experience was something uh, initially that I was a little bit skeptical on just because, you know, as project managers, we like to roll up our sleeves and kind of build relationships and put our hands on the work. And so, you know, starting a new role with a new organization, all virtual, uh, was a little bit scary at the start. And one of the things that I had to do was kind of just remember some of the things that, you know, I've already accomplished virtually. And so, like you mentioned, we both attended uh, USC and we did our master's program and we built relationships uh, virtually. And so that was one of the things that I leaned on was my experience during that whole, um, you know, two year span for me um, is how to build those relationships um, virtually. And so some of the things that, you know, I did was schedule time as much time as I could with like subject matter experts and people that I would be working closely with to just build that rapport and let them know a little bit about me, find some common ground with them as well. And then now you have kind of a baseline so that you can you know, form that good, strong working relationship. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. We were able to kind of have a practice round with uh, being able to do this whole work from home, work remotely um, environment in that our entire year in our master's program was all virtual online, um, doing breakout sessions via Zoom, all of these things where you had to build those relationships virtually. So we, in essence, kind of got a heads up or, or, or um, you know, we got a head start on the competition in terms of trying to be creative about how we create those relationships. And it's important to also remember, Brian, that, you know, we're not the only ones that have to kind of flip our way of thinking. Obviously, as project managers, our one of our majority of our role, right, is forming those relationships and working with cross-functional teams and different stakeholders. However, on the flip side of it, you have other teams that they may not have always had that focus. And now being in this remote environment, you know, it creates kind of that new um, setting of how do I work with my team when we're not able to be in the same room. Um, and to your point, it's all about setting up coffee chats virtually, setting up lunches, doing happy hours, doing some of the types of things you would do to get to know somebody, but leveraging those tools that we have available. I think for me, I, I've seen, you know, just simple uh, chime chats, with, you know, through Amazon or, or Zoom chats or, or whatever your company is using um, to communicate. Uh, remotely, definitely leverage those chat functions, uh, definitely reach out to folks, uh, set up those one-on-ones on your spare time just to get to know people. Um, have you found that doing so has helped you really strengthen those relationships so much so that you don't notice that you guys are working remotely? Yeah, you know, over the holidays, we actually did kind of all of our holiday um parties and things like that all virtually and so now that um you know eight nine months in and i feel very connected to my team it's amazing to look back at it and say wow we did all of this virtually you know we've never met in person um, mm-hmm. but you feel very connected uh and you know their working styles and they know your working styles and so it's it's really been a refreshing experience and kudos to USC who didn't even know uh, yeah. that they were kind of setting the stage for what would be uh, most people's, you know, day in and day out with uh, working from home or working remotely. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And I think, you, you know, just you and I staying connected and, and a group of us staying connected is a testament to how this can work and 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 help and help to facilitate those relationships that we need now when we talk about driving strategic initiatives virtually right because project managers we have things on our plate that typically when you're in a room with stakeholders it's a lot easier to get those decisions made it's a lot easier to have those conversations kind of feel the tone of the room see how people are reacting when you're talking through um, different topics on your agenda but We as project managers, one of our main goals is to drive strategic initiatives. And do you find that in in the way that you work today, that's been impacted at all? Are you still able to get the decisions you need made done? Is there any variances between how it is today versus how it was when we were working out of an office? Well, I think there's definitely pros and cons to both approaches, but I've found in my experience that, you know, being able to be in this virtual uh, or remote 
state is offered a lot more opportunity to get um, that key communication with those key stakeholders. I'll give you a prime example. Um, you know, everyone in my organization is utilizing Teams and um, we leverage the chat a lot. And there's many times um, that I can just send a message on Teams to senior leadership and get an answer very quickly versus if we were in an office setting, um, it would be very difficult probably. You would definitely need to schedule some time and get on someone's calendar. And you know, those office drive-bys um, aren't very prevalent with, with, the, uh, with the senior leadership because they're usually tied up in meetings and things of that nature. So I've found it to be pretty refreshing um, to mm -hmm. be able to get some decisions made uh, very quickly and also just having the ability, um, you know, to schedule meetings in a very, in a very efficient way um, to get decisions made. You know, you can schedule a 15 minute meeting um, with a very clear objective and agenda. Hey, you know, we want to meet to discuss XYZ topic with the objective of coming out with a decision. And I think people are more apt to do that knowing hey we've got 15 minutes um and we don't want to be in a situation where we're in back-to-back -back meetings and so in my experience it's been uh, very positive yeah same here i i couldn't agree more i think accessibility is is such a big uh driver of us being able to still be effective remotely and what i've found also with my leadership is they're much more accessible now that we are remote. And, and it's, exactly. I, I, you have to laugh about it because when I think back, which is only about nine, we're almost a year into this kind of environment, right? But when I think back about, you know, the amount of meetings I would sit in every day, some days I would have back-to-back -back meetings from when I started at eight to when I left the office at six, seven o'clock, right? And when you think about how much kind of downtime is happening even within the context of a meeting, when you don't have, for example, a strong agenda or a strong outcome or goal that you wanna get out of the meeting, there's a lot of time that's just eaten up by, and I can't even figure out what the, like, what the, what the response is after that sentence, right? There's a lot of time eaten up by blank because I really don't know where the time would go. To your point now, to your point now, you can schedule a 15 minute meeting, get on your whatever, you know, virtual platform you're using, get the decision made and go to your next meeting. It's, it, it's ridiculous. I wanna see kind of like impact studies of productivity in this environment and whether or not that has gotten better or worse because I, at least what I'm hearing from you, Brian, and what I'm saying for myself is that leadership is now much more accessible uh, to the point where you can send to what, like you said, the example you gave, you can send a chat to leadership and get a response that day uh, within minutes. Sometimes, you know, um, that didn't happen before when you would try to chase down leadership, you know, they would be in one conference room running to the other. You might catch them in the hallway. You might catch them in the elevator and that's where you were having conversations with them. So it is interesting, this dynamic that the work from home has created. And I do feel I, I, that I, I tend to agree with you in that accessibility of the leadership team um, is much higher in this environment. Um, 
Let's talk a little bit about the challenges and the be- benefits, though, because I think for you and I, that's a benefit. I'm sure we'll hear from some listeners that um, their leadership maybe is not as accessible in the virtual environment, which is a challenge for them. But what are some of those other challenges and benefits that you see to this environment? Yeah, I think um, one of the challenges that I think about just immediately off the bat is um, is everyone being at home at the same time. So I yeah. think for for people with uh, with families or other people that they're quarantining with or or things like that, um, it could serve as a challenge um just being able to have you know the focus time or uh, being able to have quiet time to facilitate some of those meetings and discussions that um you like to have uh, another challenge for me i think it was kind of a pro and then it became a con you know no mm-hmm. commute right we talked about that right. initially you know you you're basically rolling out of your bed into the next room and <laughs> now you can do that more frequently so you have an opportunity uh, an opportunity to see a little bit of burnout as well with yeah. your your teams and your staff so it, it's important for leaders to um, you know always do kind of check-ins with their groups and understand you know this isn't a perfect situation I think uh, we're we're taking what is you know, essentially a bad situation and making some strides out of it because we've definitely been able to sustain the business, um, continue with strategic initiatives. However, you know, there are always uh, cons or downsides to to everything that you'll face. So those are just some of the challenges that come to mind for me. Oh, I, yeah, again, agreed. I think, uh, and our situations can be vastly different than others, right? I, I know some of my coworkers who they're eager to get back to the office because it gave their family a routine. Uh, it allowed their kids to go to school while the mom and dad went to work or, or whatever your structure is at home, but it gave kind of a reprieve from everyone just being at home. And I I, I also know some folks who it's, it's challenging just from a space space perspective you know you have either one bedroom apartment where you have two working professionals trying to work um with their laptops on the dinner table it's just interesting how people have tried to be creative about making this work and every company that i've seen at least um some of the larger companies they are all about trying to promote work-life balance and mental health and making sure that their employees, even in this remote environment, continue to be healthy, both physically, emotionally, and mentally, because as we know, it can also be taxing to just be home all the time when you don't have that separation, physical separation of being able to leave your home to go into an office, you're working and living in the same place. That too can be a challenge for many people in terms of just you know your mental capacity to be able to deal with it. So I think um, we do have some tips uh, to try to mitigate some of the challenges we're seeing in terms of uh, you know making sure that you take breaks during the day, uh, try to block off some value add work time. Uh, that means value add work for not only the work you're doing for your employer, but do some work for yourself too. 
Um, if that means you block an hour in your evening just to get through that book you've been trying to read because now you don't have the separation of work and office or uh, home and office, right? Um, exactly. Try to try to do something where you're still relegating a portion of your time to yourself. I think that's that's really important. Um, when it comes to kind of adjusting how you run your meetings, we have some tips on, you know, making sure that you include an agenda with a very clear and concise purpose or goal for that meeting. I think, Brian, you mentioned that's been pretty effective for you, right? In terms of being able to walk away from some of your meetings with the decisions that you were asking for and being able to make that in 15 minutes. Is that, do you feel like that's effective? That that's, that's a tip that you would give folks? Yeah, I, I would definitely give that tip. Uh, one of the things that I kind of adhere to is if I don't have an agenda for the meeting, then there is no meeting. So mm-hmm. we're not going to schedule a meeting and kind of wing it. And um, an interesting story, I got some feedback from uh, some team members who attempted to uh, facilitate a meeting on their own with no project manager and came out saying yeah we we kind of value that structure we <laughs> talk for an hour and got nothing accomplished yeah. versus uh being able to say hey you know we're going to talk for 30 minutes about these set things here's the duration for each of these topics with the understanding of the housekeeping rules you know if we look like we're going to exceed the time on any of those uh topics on the agenda we'll definitely utilize the parking lot and be able to schedule, you know, follow-ups if we need to dive into some things deeper. Another thing that I, I would give as a tip is um, taking hour meetings and, and shrinking them down mm-hmm. to 50 minutes, you know, to, to be able to provide a break for people uh, in between meetings and, and really keeping your agenda um, to that 50-minute mark to where you can honestly um, in the meeting in 50 minutes if if you need to and so Absolutely. those are some of the, the tips that I would offer up for just making sure that um, you're getting the most out of your your meetings and things like that right right while still offering a reprieve between I think you know even when we we're in the office there would be no breaks and I think that's a really important rule is to really get uh, concise about how much uh, time you need for your meeting, because not every meeting has to be an hour. Uh, Offering those five minute breaks in between is so critical for folks to just even go to the bathroom in between meetings, right? Um, Because it, again, is just so easy for us to be in touch now with the technology we have. Um, So it can often be forgotten that even though you're not walking to another conference room in another building, you still need a break, mental break between meetings as well. Um, So I think that's a great tip. Uh, I've also seen at companies where they allow for the first maybe 15 minutes, if there's any meeting prep that needs to be done, they actually run the meeting prep as a part of the agenda, uh, which I think is interesting in terms of, you know, if there's anything that needs to be reviewed, you just go on silent for 15 minutes, review it uh, as a group, you're in the meeting together, but you know, everyone's quiet. And then 15 minutes later, you get on with the discussion or whatever you need to do. So there's different ways you can structure your meeting now that I think will really 
benefit not only you as a project manager for trying to keep people on track, but will also help your teams just stay healthy throughout the whole process of the day. Um, And we as PMs really, we lead by example, right? We set the precedence for these meeting etiquettes. And I think Brian, your, your example was a perfect example of why project managers are absolutely critical to facilitating this uh, because we can help provide that structure to uh, your meetings and and your schedules overall. So I think um, where we want to leave this topic is talking a little bit about the trends that are happening, what we're seeing across companies, what, you know, big companies like, for example, Google have announced that I think their work from home indefinitely, you know, being in this pandemic, being in this remote environment has really changed folks' perspectives. Big companies have made these, um, you know, big statements about how they feel about it. So what are the things you're seeing, Brian, just, you know, why, whether it's at your own company or across the industry in terms of these re- remote working trends that you're seeing? Well, some of the trends I've seen are hybrid schedules, for one. Um, being able to offer employees now an an opportunity where you could be full-time remote or you would do something like a hybrid where you would come in maybe two days a week and then the other three you would be uh, remote which I think you know going forward if we're able to really capitalize on a lot of the things that we're learning in the pandemic and bring it forward I think you know projects will be in a better place going forward like our meeting facilitation our utilization of technology Mm -hmm. and things like that if we can keep that in place as we move forward I think that would be great Um, another trend that I'm seeing is organizations offering um, employees work from home stipends uh, where they might provide you with equipment um, to ensure that your setup is um, adequate for the work that you're going to be doing. So, you know, sure. providing monitors, keyboards, mouse, um, and even, um, you know, technology stipends mm-hmm. to where you can, you know, offset some of your internet cost or phone usage, you know, your lights, your air conditioner, all those things are going on um, all at the same time. So those are some of the things um that I've seen. I've also seen, you know, organizations where they're backing the vaccines yeah. and saying, hey, you know, we will serve as a vaccine, um, you know, staging area if you allow us to be part of this initiative, you know, like Walmart is saying, hey, we've got the logistical um, transit to be able to pull this, pull this vaccine um, off for you. We know all the the ways to get places very quickly. Um, I've seen, you know, Amazon saying, hey, we want to vaccinate all of our employees and ensure, you know, our warehouse workers and our drivers um, are vaccinated. And, and that, I think that builds confidence, um, you know, in the, in the public, but also um, in the staff. They know yeah. that their, their organization cares about them. No, absolutely. And and this year will be really telling, right, in terms of who will actually facilitate uh, indefinite kind of work from home environment. I think, like I said earlier, Google has already said 
um, that they are going to allow their employees to do that. I'm sure some of the other larger companies are thinking about it. And more often than not, then other companies kind of fall in line with what the big players are doing. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Walmart rolls out, what Amazon rolls out, all these bigger companies and kind of how that sets the precedence for everybody else and whether or not we go back to the office or not um, is, is still a big question mark right now in terms of we can't predict what's happening with the rollout of the vaccination efforts. We can't predict what's happening with the actual virus. So there's a lot of uh, variables that are yet to be known uh, that will impact what those remote working trends will end up being for this year. But I think to wrap it up, Brian, this is definitely an unforeseen circumstance that we are all now having to adjust to. It's been a very, very interesting and fascinating uh, social experiment that I am looking forward to reading about studies, studies on later on in terms of how this has impacted the way we work how this will change things for the future, if there's any changes to productivity. There's just so many things that are really unique in this situation that I'm so curious to see where we end up even in just a few months from now. So Brian, I'm so excited that you're able to join me for this topic. I think it's absolutely relevant for us and everybody else, hopefully that's listening as well. You were able to take some tips or to resonate with some of the things that we chatted about today. Um, make sure that you check out the other podcasts, the Everyday PM podcasts on Anchor, as well as on the everydaypm.com. Brian, if folks want to follow you, are you available on LinkedIn? I'm definitely available on LinkedIn. I'm Brian Summons PMP. Um, send me a connection request and we can talk all about project management. And I can't promote him more than Brian is so active on LinkedIn. I kind of just follow follow him is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> just follow him. He posts a lot of good nuggets about just things to think about. Um, and so, Brian, I, again, am very honored that you're able to join me on this podcast to talk about this topic. So give him a follow. You can also follow me on LinkedIn as well. Again, check out this podcast and many more on the everydaypm.com. And until next time, everyone, take care.